learned something today, that over 240 million Americans are using a daily pill supplement that is almost 10 to 100 times too big for their small intestine to absorb. Introducing Healthy Cell. I've been taking Healthy Cell multivitamins for almost two months, and I can tell a huge difference. My energy has been so stable, my conference calls have been out of this world, and it's something that I've been searching for since I started adopting a more plant-based lifestyle. Healthy Cell is an advanced nutrition company, and they use clinically proven, patent-pending, ingestible gel technology to deliver nutrients that people can actually absorb. So what's actually happening with your pill form of supplementation is a lot of it is being left behind because some of the particles, they are not bioavailable as much and their particles are too big. So they're kind of just sitting in your stomach lining, which is not appealing. And if I'm going to be taking a supplement every single day, I want to know that it's actually working for me so my body can absorb the nutrients, right? So these are great tasting. They aren't in a pill form. They're convenient. You can take them anywhere. They're quick. You can shoot them really quick, take them in the car. Kids will love them. And what I love is you can take them on an empty stomach, I have noticed. Okay. So again, Healthy Cell is making sure that you are absorbing your nutrients and your vitamins and getting everything out of your supplementation that you can. These are a 165% more absorbable for your daily nutrients than a regular tablet. Okay. Did you get that? 165% more absorbable right? So if you are especially towards a more plant dominant lifestyle, this is the product for you. Make sure you check out Healthy Cell. Use the code HOTTER for 20% off at checkout. Again, that's Healthy Cell and use the code HOTTER for 20% off. Make sure you check out the vegan essentials, especially if you have a more plant focused lifestyle. That's Healthy Cell. Use the code HOTTER for 20% off. to the Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast and resource for those looking to expand and elevate their health. Every Thursday, you can expect provocative and engaging topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness. Be prepared for tangible tips and takeaways, and to fully understand what it means to live an optimized and energized life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. My name is Eliza Gelman, and if you are new to the Hotter Than Health podcast, welcome, and we have a good one for you today. I think that this is a almost a perfect episode. We touch on nutrition, we touch on organic eating, plant dominance, healthy lifestyles, but we also talk a little bit about business. We talk about uh, a little bit about the manufacturing process of Organifi. So on today's episode, we have May Stigler. May is the CEO of, and one of the co-founders actually, of Organifi. Again, if you are new to the podcast, you may not know Organifi is one of our sponsors. I don't reach out to people often. Typically, I would say we turn down about 70% of the people who reach out for advertising because either we're working with another advertiser who's similar and we don't want to put too many products together that are the same, or it's just not a good fit or I don't trust the ingredients, or it's not something I would personally use. So that, oh, that's just a little bit about the back end of the advertising on the podcast. 
But with May, I reached out because I wanted to get as much information from the Organifi family as I could. And they are just that. They are such a family. They are so community-based and driven while never letting up on the quality of their products. I, I genuinely, if, if they weren't on the podcast, if they were not sponsoring the podcast, I would still be using their products. They're the best protein I've ever used. Best, Some of the best probiotics, I'm still dabbling with that, but the greens powder uh, as well as the hormone balancing. I have gotten a couple of questions about the hormone balancing products that they have that have great adaptogen properties. They have, we talk more about this in the episode, so don't worry, we'll get more in there. But a lot of people who are maybe, you know, they have drained adrenals, they're in a PMS phase, or they are looking to start to kind of just regulate their nervous system a little bit more. The gold powder that they have is one of my favorite products. And of course, not subtle plug at all, but you can use the code HTH for 20% off of their products. That is, I think that's the biggest discount that they offer. But you can go to the link in the show notes or just go to Organifi.com, use the code HTH. And again, the hormone balancing gold powder is so delicious and creamy and it's just all encompassing and it is perfect to add to your coffee. It's perfect to have on its own. Anyways, so we have May on the podcast today. And like I said, she is the CEO and one of the co-founders of Organifi. If you want to look back at a previous episode I did with the founder, Drew, he's a good friend and he is hilarious. He is a wealth of knowledge. This whole team just has so much wisdom to impart. I'm thrilled to have May on the podcast. And even when we hung up, from the podcast. She was like, girl, just reach out to me as soon as you come out to San Diego. As soon as you come out to California, I'll give you everywhere to go. Like, I'd love to meet up with you. And she's just a truly a real, kind, genuine, authentic human being. And it seems like she's really living in her truth in San Diego. So without further ado, let's introduce May to the podcast. Make sure you listen towards the end. We're going to be doing a giveaway. I'm giving away one tub of their organic digestive enzyme vanilla protein powder. So again, check out the giveaway and how to enter at the very end of the episode. Without further ado, let me introduce to you May Stigler to the podcast. May, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. How are you today? Liza, I am doing great. I am so grateful to be here with you. Thank you. I'm excited for this conversation. Thank you. Yes, of course. People have heard or about Organifi on every episode for the past six, seven months. And so I think that having more opportunities to have a face to a name, I know we heard from Drew in the past, and now we hear from the badass CEO who is living, breathing, exuding the lifestyle that you promote. I'm so excited to have you. And I want to start with just your background. If you could, we did a little bio of you before the episode, but if you could let us know a little bit about how you grew up and maybe something that we wouldn't know just from maybe LinkedIn or Instagram. 100%. And it may be on LinkedIn or Instagram, but <laughs> I, I love um, highlighting kind of the unconventional path, or I would say adventure into the CEO seat. I've got the pleasure of working with Drew for 10 years now and building what is Organifi. And my way into this Again, it's quite unconventional and grew up in Northern California on 40 acres, a beautiful garden. My parents still live up there and uh, 
was very much raised eating from the garden as part of what I thought was normal and really couldn't have known how unusual that was and how important that is today to reconnect with. So I'm so grateful for that experience growing up and my parents being heavily involved in the organic movement. My mom was actually like one of the illustrators for the CCOF uh, organic logo. And that was just so much of their background and kind of family legacy is uh, education and food sovereignty, bringing people back to where food comes from. My journey into where I am now definitely was almost opposite from that. I went into college and studied animal nutrition. A lot of my background is in research and development, uh, metabolic science, nutrition science, learning all the animal systems made the human system very easy. <laughs> I was in big ag actually. So I went to, um, went to Cal Poly, studied animal science, really focusing on improving animal wellness and addressing our food system. And in working out in actually, a, I was in Colorado at the time and I was a research and development scientist identifying basically ways to use temperature as an early detection methodology for disease. And in that, with the hopes of, and the goal of preventing overuse of antibiotics. And again, my focus was very much on animal science. I was hoping to improve animal well-being, And I, I really got to see firsthand just how unfortunately backwards and dysfunctional the food system was and really bring that into perspective for human health. And working at kind of farm level and, and with a lot of dairy cows, I, I, I loved it and have been, you know, a huge, huge animal advocate for a long time, of course, since I was growing up, but um, really recognizing that when we don't put the right foods in our body, and this was so clear in animal health and in the food industry, our bodies don't react well. And this is, of course, as humans, we recognize this as indigestion, maybe it's acne, maybe it's poor sleep, low energy. Uh, inflammation of any kind, right, is a response that our body, our body language, essentially. Animals, it's much harder, <laughs> they don't talk, it's much harder to interpret. So we're using temperature, temperature monitoring as a really key way to identify issues and early detection of illness. As I saw kind of in the industry and being farm level, there was such a kind of mismatch of incentive for farmers, uh, not really being encouraged to practice great support for animal health and feed them the right things. And instead our food system, uh, consumer demand was causing, you know, the incentive to be mass scale and not focus on quality. So I shifted focus and moved to human health. I started studying um, a lot of human psychology, a ton of uh, human nutrition, became a personal trainer. And I moved back to California at the time and uh, met Drew Canoli in San Diego. And he was just starting his personal health transformation. So I really got to see just the radical authenticity that started what is Organifi today and his own journey going into the just radical shift in diet. And he changed his you know, entire lifestyle to support juicing. And we built a large community following his journey through weight loss and just truly radical transformation in his health. And that started basically 10 years ago. And today we uh, kind of where we came from, uh, solving the, the the challenge of juicing. Anyone that's listening that's bought a juicer in the last ten years knows how challenging that can be, and um, you know, well intended, well you know, well intended uh, in terms of bringing in the radical transformation power of real foods, in terms of one of the highest uh, sources for nutrients, especially organic nutrients when you juice. 
but the challenge in actually shopping and chopping and cleaning and that's an hour long experience for a juice. So, you know, the last 10 years is a huge movement of um, juices in stores and finding easier ways to get that. But um, Organifi solved that for our huge customer base and creating our green juice pattern, which I, I know you talk about significantly, thank you, and being one of our partners. But that was the first product that we launched and just solving the challenge to being healthy and feeling your best and, and looking for a radically different solution than um, gaining weight as you age and feeling worse as you age and being on medication as you age. And thank you so much for all of that. I mean, I think that it's so rare now to hear about families raising children with that nature backing with just these, the patterning of eating healthful and connecting to your food, whether that be physically going in, ripping up the kale, bringing it inside, washing it like bugs, dirt, fingernails, organisms, all of these things to create healthful, healthful gut bacteria to create all of these things that we don't get from, from even the most organic things that we get in the store. Right. And I love that you keep mentioning that you guys solved this problem because you really did. I can't tell you how often people will ask, okay, what kind of juices do I make? What kind of juicer do I have? And all of that again, so well-intentioned, but are you going to do it every day? But is it going to be uh, a fad? Because at the end of the day, do you want to learn how to make a juice or do you want to learn how to sustain a lifestyle? Right. So I love that you started off with that and it really comes off in just the way that you carry yourself. Your essence is very much nurturing and nature and outside. I think that's great. Um, so I want to hear a little bit about how you fully came into being, this might be a kind of pivot and then we'll come back to health, but you're, you're, you are young and charismatic and you show up with a lot of energy. You're a CEO of this like badass company. So how did you move from working with Drew, the founder to holding this position and what kind of uh, changes in your lifestyle have you made that have helped you support such a big role? When I was working as a trainer and a group fitness instructor and then transitioned over towards nutrition, the number one question that I got was, yes, I know what to eat and I know what I'm doing when I'm working out, but what do I do about optimizing? How do I get even stronger? How do I get healthier? How do I know what's going on inside of me? And that is exactly what Inside Tracker has been designed to solve. So Inside Tracker is a ultra personalized performance system and it analyzes data from your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and uses a fitness tracker to help you optimize your body and help you reach your health and wellness goals. So this is actually a science backed process and this is why I am absolutely obsessed with Inside Tracker. So you've probably seen me talk about it on Instagram. I recently did a blood test and it came back that I had some issues with my cholesterol and that was actually the last thing that I thought. I do not eat meat. I have a low sodium intake. I don't have history of heart issues in my family. So when my cholesterol numbers were off, it really surprised me. And I've been doing all of the things that Inside Tracker has recommended afterwards. So not only are they letting you know what biomarkers are off or are looking really good, but they're letting you know actionable items 
for yourself to take afterwards. So for me, for instance, I've been doing a little bit more raw organic olive oil as well as adding in a couple of Brazil nuts every single day. Quick tip. Uh, But I did actually send in my DNA to check my DNA test. That is one I'm really, really excited for. So I can look at my internal age based on my metabolic rate, genetics, biomarkers, all of these amazing things. If you're interested in learning more about what's going on with your blood, with your insides, then for a limited time, you can get 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash hotter than health. Again, that's insidetracker.com slash hotter than health. Inside Tracker is all one word. And I did the DNA and inner age test. So if that's the one you want to look at, it's the inner age and you can see. And if you actually want to know, then it said I was actually 25 based on my blood, which is pretty bomb. All right, check out insidetracker.com. Use the code hotter than health. Thank you. That's a loaded one. I was going to say at first wearing all the hats, right? <laughs> so how I got here, just wearing all the hats. I experienced in through so many different stages. I always call this a big adventure, right? Huge adventure since being employee number one and sitting in this seat as CEO today. We have 70 employees and it's um, at each kind of year or couple of years, it feels like a totally different company we're looking at. And so it has been quite an adventure and a, a fun one, uh, definitely like a roller coaster, of course, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I think that as, you, as you're asking, it's more uh, highlighting the different lifestyle adaptations potentially <laughs> that have allowed me to, to uh, uh, kind of evolve to this spot. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in, before answering that, I'll anchor the idea that we've seen and very much going through um, you know, very startup where we had, you know, two employees, three employees. It was just us kind of doing all the roles to today where we have much more specialized team members bringing in those with expertise and not necessarily building that in-house. Uh, the way that the company has evolved is significantly um, different with employees. And so I think worth noting and kind of going through building a business into what we are today. And I still, I still consider us in a startup phase somehow. We're like, we're definitely seven years old. So we're still young. We're still super green. We're still definitely learning all the time and we'll continue to. But there is something interesting in looking at at certain stages, certain employees don't continue to match the business. And so we definitely saw just incredible, uh, we have such a great alumni network at Organifi where you know, we consider even employees that we transition out as being very much still part of our community. And, and we call them alumni for a reason, because there is stages in a business where um, we don't continue to fit and, and employees love the startup. Maybe a three person or 10 person company is like actually their ideal. And we really got to look at as we grew, um, and this is kind of more anecdotal answering this question, <clears throat> we got to really look at um, defining the business differently at each of those stages and continuing to find things that we love in the business and growing it. So Drew and I over the years, Jamal, right? Another founder, uh, being able to ensure that we have that thread of mission and vision and purpose as the business grows and continues to evolve. And I feel like it's something we're always working at. I was just chatting with Jamal and Drew this morning about the strategic uh, design of the company and what we're doing versus maybe some, um, uh, industry partners and and really decidedly being like, no, this is us, this is what we do. And so <clears throat> over the years, it definitely required, and I think specifically as you look at managing change for me personally, 
adapting my identity, right? So when I first started working at Drew, I was very much a personal trainer. I was a health coach. I started out coaching our membership program and we had, you know, 30,000 members online, right? And, uh, and we would do a coaching call every week. And then we had one-on-one um, transformation uh, coaching. And so I'd have a couple of one-on-one clients along with Drew and we evolved the business model to very much, you know, now we sell uh, great, <laughs> great solutions for uh, juicing yourself and all kinds of things. So as we built the physical product brand, that business model totally changed. And so very much uh, moving into operations and team uh, development. So building out teams and the core functions of the business was very much a different uh, mentality. I kind of looked at it like still developing people. And as I was a coach, it was a very comfortable transition for me into this seat even, you know, now 10 years later, uh, it's still kind of feels like that. And I always have the people perspective and how are we developing teams around core functions in the business? And no matter the business size, it, it kind of always feels that way to me. So it's that people lens through how we do what we do and how we make the impact with our customers. Really importantly though, and I'll just say this to close out the, the long-winded answer to your question is um, in the direct connection with our, our customers, whether it was right in our Facebook group that we had the, you know, a million people uh, around juicing vegetables, Facebook, and I was back in the day when like you couldn't buy that. <laughs> you had to actually build it. Um, we were always interacting directly with them uh, and with our membership group, hosting the, the coaching calls and actually coaching our customers and then today, the, the key thing that has changed and, and is really important to just continually redefine is that connection with the customer, whether we're developing products, whether we're developing new partnerships, um, or even um, new technology uh, platforms, having that perspective in mind is, is so important to me. And so this last year and in moving into the CEO seat from being the COO, more over operations, I've really got another nice, nice uh, practice ground to adapt my, what really feels like adapting my identity and evolving who I am and how I show up. And the biggest thing that I've got to work through is my, um, what got me here essentially isn't going to carry me forward in many degrees, both in my ability to um, manage my, my sense of well-being, but also my relationships with my coworkers and uh, being able to shift out of um, much more of just a, a friendship relationship that built so much of my credibility and, and leadership capacity to now being able to direct um, the strategy of the company in a, in a really clear manner. So it's, it stretched me a lot this last year. And this year coming in, having a full year under my belt as CEO really feels like at least I know what I'm in for, which is very exciting. I'm like, I know what this looks like at least. Last year, I felt like I was kind of just coming in and finding out what it was during the year. Um, yeah. So that, that feels very good. I love the way you answered that because I think that you did a good job of encompassing the work that you had to do. And so much of it really is adopting a new identity, because if you don't believe that this is where you're supposed to be, then you're going to, it's going to fade out or, or it's going to become more you centric and it becomes less about the community, less about the people. You touched on that before we started interviewing how you guys have this great community. And I don't think that I necessarily recognize that before I partnered with Organifi, but the minute that a small story, I had heard about Organifi on a few of my absolute favorite podcasts that I go to for so much of my reliable information, like model health show and a couple other places. And I thought, oh my God, what if I reached out to them and 
just maybe, maybe they'll send me something and I can talk about it on the podcast. You know, I was just like, maybe, maybe. And I genuinely, I don't, I couldn't remember if I so clearly wrote out in my head what I was going to email you the next day or who I was going to reach out to. I don't know. I was just going to go on LinkedIn or Instagram and find out who worked there, message them directly, something cheesy. I get an email from Will the next day. Will is my contact at Organify. I get an email from Will the next day before I ever reached out. Before I ever reached out, it was a thought in my mind. I thought that I was hallucinating and that I, I don't know if I thought I had like taken a gummy the night before and accidentally wrote an email like, hey, let's work together. But then the next day I get an email saying we'd love to partner with you or or have a conversation. And I just thought that was the wildest coincidence of all time. And I I didn't write anything out. I didn't do anything. It just happened and manifested because I had been thinking about it so much and just doing, I don't know what the work I was doing was, but it was awesome. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever, but I didn't realize how important and connected the community was at Organifi until I had that first call. Then we had another call with the community manager and Will, and we FaceTimed. It felt like friendship and it felt connected. And I think that just right off the bat, that is something that Organifi has done a really good job of, of maintaining, it seems. And I just had to say like that in and of itself was a selling point. And then the products end up being amazing too. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for saying that. And community has, has been the foundation that we were built on, grew from even back in the early day of Facebook, right? That was all it was, it was community. And so that's always been the cornerstone of who we serve, how we grow um, and bringing such important voices, voices, such important voices like yours to our customers is just incredibly important. So even, even beyond just the idea of growing with partners, it's how do we create this powerful network of support and resources for our community base and our customer base. Uh, and so thank you for being part of that. That's huge. And for just uh, anchoring the, the experience, that means a ton to me and in, in my seat currently very important to hear. So thank you. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and, it seemed, it seemed effortless too. It was okay. really, really great. And that leads me into, okay, yes, the community is fantastic. All of these great things to bolster that, but, but the product is really good. The I have tried a lot of other green juices. There's a couple in particular now that are like doing this huge push, which we all know about, but I think that I I genuinely, I like this one the best. I like the ingredients the best. It's the simplest and it also has the adaptogens. Can you talk a little bit specifically since we are talking about revamping the way we juice, can you talk specifically about the greens juice powder and what makes it exceptional? There's honestly nothing more important than taking care of yourself. Because if you're not feeling your best, you can't be your best. Sambucol helps you feel your best with powerful immune support powered by nature's superfruit, the black elderberry. 
So I've been using the Sambucol products for a couple months now, and they are so especially helpful as we are traveling. I have a trip to Mexico coming up in a couple of weeks, and I definitely plan on taking their effervescent tablets on the plane with me. These are the best way to be efficient with your wellness because you can get your hydration from the water, and then you can also have your immune support and antioxidants from the black elderberry from either the drink powder or the effervescent tablets. I like the effervescent tablets just because they're a fun little experience while you're getting your hydration in, especially on the plane. When you don't know who's around you, you don't want to get sick before or after your trip. Nobody has time for that. So make sure you check out Sambu Call. That is S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L and use the code HOTTER for 15% off of your next checkout order of $9.99 or more. Again, go to SambucallUSA.com and use the code HOTTER for 15% off of your next order of $9.99 or more. Again, that's SambucallUSA.com. Use the code HOTTER. when it has the, of course, all of the greens, but it has the adaptogens. Can you talk about where that came from and what are some physical benefits that people might see more than just getting your nutrients in? Yes. Yeah, 100%. And I love this space. My nutrition background has me being a total nerd and organify for, you know, the whole history of us. And so our product development process and basically what we bring into the world matters tremendously. You spoke to it a couple of minutes ago in recognizing the um, early juicing was all about like, what's the right recipe and, um, and kind of how do I do this? Right. And so very early on where we started with our first flagship product, the green juice, which we'll talk about primarily, we really wanted to address a couple of key things. One quality. So when, when we're juicing, it's the most direct source of nutrients. So, so importantly, it's a you know high concentration You're juicing this mass amount of vegetables and you're getting a glass. And so really importantly, as we look at that concentration ratio, we want to prioritize highest quality. So we focused on USDA organic as being just a really nice way, my dog in the background, <laughs> backing up slowly. <laughs> um, <laughs> we focused uh, early on and making sure that we had USDA organic to ensure that we knew what ingredients uh, and what quality would be in that green juice. We always recommended back in the day, you know, 30 dozen clean 15, here's the most important vegetables to buy organic because of the incidence of pesticide use and herbicide use. And here's the ones you don't have to worry too much about because there's very low incidence of pesticides and herbicides. And in that, I want to anchor the, just for all of us shopping out there in the world, the connection with how food is grown, whether it be plant-based or animal-based is so important because as we understand it better, we can also understand the likelihood of antibiotics being used, used or and why, right? Or pesticides being used and why. And if we have that general understanding, just the same way that, again, the dirty dozen or clean 15 supported consumers, that's how quality standards help us today. <clears throat> and we look at the badges, whether it be USDA organic, whether it be, and we'll hopefully talk about it, glyphosate residue free, um, really helps us at least have that third testy par testing party or a third test, no, third party testing. <laughs> there it is. Third uh, party testing that helps us guarantee that quality standard. So we focused on USDA organic to make sure that all the products and any ingredient that we were sourcing, we could also just have um, double checked. We were all going to take the product anyways. We were making it for our families. We were solving very much our own, our own obstacle as well. And so 
In addition, we also focus on taste. Um, something that was so important was one, juicing was hard. And when you messed up the recipe, it was so gross. <laughs> and when we look at as truly. we change our, <laughs> truly, yeah. When we look at um, lifestyle change and really optimizing for consistency, and I love this term, and hopefully we'll talk a little more about it soon too. We'll loop back to that one. Uh, we really look at how attractive a new habit is and how um, really how, how much enjoyment you can derive from it. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at replacing highly addictive habits such as, you know, sugar consumption, uh, maybe it's even caffeine or alcohols, things that give us this positive reward. So juicing, it had to taste great. So the recipe was super important. We spent a lot of time, you know, we kind of almost imagined it was like the Heinz 57, you know, we tried so many iterations of the, the formula. It was like a big recipe book that we were trying to really bring into the best. Um, with that, we also wanted to focus on what are the superfoods that one typically don't taste great. We're talking chlorella, spirulina, lots of, you know, <laughs> sea vegetables sometimes. Yeah, the algae is, um, they can be a little funky. They can be funky. And we wanted to bring those in to one, make it easy to take daily and then add in things like adaptogens that were really hard to source. So when we first made Organifi, that was like a $19 juice. If you went out to a typical store, bought the turmeric, you know, all that stuff yourself. So when we looked at our product formulation from the very beginning, we had that lens. And so it had to taste amazing. We were here to say that healthy can be absolutely delicious. And there's no reason you have to choke down. A, you know, I won't name too many other products, but there's really bad ones out there that um, uh, either people are having to add to a, you know, a blender and throw in a banana just to get it in. And then you're adding a ton of sugar in. You're missing some of the benefit of that original intention. So Organifi's quality standards really looked like experiential, which is kind of the benefit of sourcing those key ingredients you wouldn't naturally get normally, and then focusing on the efficacy of those ingredients. So it wasn't just this dusting of, and this is why we, we stood out in the marketplace and still do saying, hey, we only have 11 superfoods in here. They're in this um, you know, product in meaningful amounts so that you feel the benefit rather than, hey, we have 57 ingredients and you likely won't feel any benefit. It's still good for you, sure, but you can't actually name the benefit from each ingredient. So we really focus on ingredient amount and then always having a, a clinically proven and basically a science backed ingredient as the kind of hero ingredient in each product to ensure that customers and our community feel the benefit of that product. So mm -hmm. you know, um, whether that be in green juice, it's ashwagandha. We have 600 milligrams KSM clinically tested ashwagandha, crazy benefits to just that ingredient alone. Each of our products then is a synergistic blend of superfoods that support that core benefit. And so it's this really nice um, synergistic benefit when you take that product for whether it's detoxing, stress, energy, sleep, digestion. And so we're really pairing up a powerful uh, alternative to stimulants and pharmaceuticals. I can't say that too loudly, but that's the aim. <laughs> Ugh, bless from the rooftops. Just say it. It's just, oh, so, no. I know, I know. Like we want people to actually be able to listen to this. And yeah. so I see you're drinking the beet, mm. not the beet, right? The beet one. The I love juice. that one. Yeah. The red so juice. Um, yeah. So you mentioned ashwagandha and I remember I used to get this one brand. It was really a beautiful brand and but I could like no longer afford to just buy a $60 jar of small powder. And I loved it, but I just, I was like, this is not sustainable for me, but I remember I would put it in my coffee because the coffee was piercing my brain and I just couldn't function on the caffeine. And I just was trying to think of all these ways I could 
reinvent the wheel with my coffee by still not interrupting any of my habits, but I would put in a little bit of ashwagandha into my coffee, but it was so bitter and I loved it. It was really good, but I had to mix in, you know, my creamers and my emulsit. Anyways, it was just a whole spectacle. So I thought, okay, why don't I just try and use a little less of the ashwagandha and then I'll just do a half decaf, half regular coffee. So I minimized mm. the coffee so that it kind of helped the ashwagandha not just have to fend off the caffeine effects, but it actually could, I could have some of the benefits. So that's what I love, I love about the green juice powder is because genuinely it. I feel energized after having it, or I I feel stabilized, which is, I think a big appeal of the ashwagandha. It's, it's kind of a relaxer when you need it to be. And then an upper when you need it to be as well. Um, so with all of that said, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, as I say, and you're naming basically the adaptogenic effect, which is beautiful. And just, yes. And, and first off, shout out to just, um, uh, curating your lifestyle in that way. We always focus on basically 1% better. So how can you just make small adjustments that help you ease into a lifestyle that's sustainable? So even your iterative approach to incorporating ashwagandha into your, you know, coffee, enjoyable habit and changing it. Like that's, Mm. that is the recipe right there, which is so cool. So good job doing that. And then looking at, um, yes, ashwagandha's effect on our body's um, natural, basically energy, but mainly because it's, it's affecting stress levels, your cortisol um, hormone, that's what adaptogens do. So adaptogens are basically modulators of our body's natural balance. We look at homeostasis, which is the body's ability to maintain its natural state of wellness. And like, I think this is such actually an important thing to just anchor our bodies naturally are designed to be magical, like just incredibly uh, able to maintain balance through all kinds of chemical and toxin onsets, right? So we're talking, you know, our liver naturally detoxifies when we have alcohol, it naturally detoxifies when we experience chemicals in the environment, right? Even food that we don't digest well, our body really does a great job making it okay, right? We might have a slight upset stomach, but that could actually be you know, wildly disruptive if we weren't able to maintain that homeostasis. So what adaptogens do is they simply make your body better able to maintain homeostasis. There's this space right above um, when you get out of, when you're knocked out of homeostasis, it shows up like poor digestion, poor sleep, low energy at weird times, you wake up exhausted, you're trying to go to bed and you're wired, right? That's actually indicative of hormonal imbalance. And that's like, endocrinology, right? The endocrine system, all your hormones. And so what adaptogens do is just really support the body being able to come back into balance. You can always think of adaptogens kind of like just super special superfoods, <laughs> and they just have extra ability to modulate. So whether you're taking them in the morning or taking them at night, they're going to support your body being in balance for where it needs to be. It can support anything yeah. from circadian rhythms, right? Because your stress hormone is the main thing that regulates that. And there's one product that you all have the chocolate and I don't know if you, it's yeah. even on the website, but I love it. And at first I was reading the ingredients and it still has some of the adaptogens and reishi and things that are better for calming, but I, I don't even, I'll have it frequently at night just as a warm, rich dessert type beverage. But then I'll also do it midday. And I've had people ask, is it going to make me sleepy? No, it's not like a melatonin. It's not there to bring you down. It's just that leveling effect. And also it's just delicious. It's really just good. 
you know, it's just that it's filling and it's warming and it's got the coconut milk powder in it that gives it that, um, density. Satisfying, right? It's so satisfying. And we talk about, go ahead. No, no, no. You keep going on that that's that's the gold product and and you're you know speaking to a really key I think important differentiator between let's say stimulants let's say caffeine or um, anything like pharmaceutical that you take that would force a result in your body and that may not even be it's almost like a blind result it's like um your um maybe putting a bone back in place without actually making sure it's in the right place. And that's mm. obviously an extreme example, but as we give our bodies what it needs to do the healing that it naturally has the capacity to do via adaptogens and food, just food being medicine in general, right? Um, that is a key difference. And so, yes, you can totally take um, our sleep support throughout the day. Why we, um, cause it's gonna help you modulate your rest and you know relaxation response when you need it most at night when your cortisol level is slowly decreasing. But what's really interesting is the other part that's important is as we look at kind of habit formation and lifestyle design, why we even recommend products at certain times is because it helps you remember. And so very beneficially, green juice in the morning, one, it helps with hydration, really great pre having coffee, especially on an empty stomach, it helps remineralize your body. And it also helps kickstart your liver's response to just natural morning detoxification. And so really key, just modulator in the morning, certainly you could have it at night because it's got ashwagandha in it and really supports again, that circadian rhythm um, and that rest response. But what's interesting is still being able to balance likely where you want to incorporate these superfoods just because of the convenience of lifestyle. So you have green in the morning, red juice, right? The one I'm having right now, more midday. It's a really nice way to uh, replace probably a second cup of coffee. <laughs> and then in the evening, like you were mentioning, you can have gold then or the chocolate then. Oh, it's chocolate gold and it is seasonal, by the way. It's like one of my absolute favorites. It's basically like I'm an adaptogenic hot chocolate. <laughs> it is. It is. And I just do it with water. I used yeah, to do it with an oat milk. Anything. You don't need anything. You know, so good. So good. And that, that's a really great way just to support an evening routine mm-hmm. and kind of that ritual way to unwind, um, wind down, let's say, and get into restful sleep. So, so much of the, what, what Organifi aims to address is the overlapping space between basically lifestyle and then supplementation. And if we only address one of them, um, we basically, you have to be in a, um, a stimulant category. If you address lifestyle with supplementation, then you get great results. So it's just a really important conversation to land as, as we consider incorporating supplements of any kind, Mm -hmm. looking Mm -hmm. at how do we incorporate them best? And that requires some self-awareness, right? My lifestyle, what do I need to do? How will I take this consistently? Because again, that key difference between stimulants, pharmaceuticals, and ideally superfoods and supplements is really the difference in when that felt result will feel, will show up. And Mm -hmm. so for supplements and superfoods, that's typically 30 to 60 days of consistent use. That's your body renormalizing rather than maintaining the dependency on that stimulant. Mm -hmm. And yes, you may feel the result from that stimulant right away, right? It's Excedrin to resolve a headache versus maybe taking beetroot extract for a circulation, you know, maybe it's the pre-workout instead of a, uh, that has caffeine in it instead of a red juice. But unfortunately that's not the solution to the root problem of being out of balance and why you need that stimulant in the first place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And something I try and remind my nutrition clients of is that caffeine is, it's not 
creating energy. It is borrowing from your future energy. Mm. So it's cyclical. And what we want to do is make sure that we're, you know, you can stick with your coffee in the morning for a little while. And this is for someone who's maybe struggling either with anxiety or you're just crashing midday. You don't want to become reliant on coffee or any caffeine in the morning, but you know, you have your coffee in the morning. You also take your green juice, which has some amazing supplementation processes. So you take those both in the morning, doesn't have to be together, but you do one to bring your baseline back up. And then you slowly become less dependent on this coffee. You can slowly start to integrate maybe a little less caffeine into your day-to-day. So it really does help to uplift you over that slow period of time. And I, again, that's, that's our neural pathways. Like the more you keep doing it, the more it's going to become that easy habit for you. Um, And once it becomes a habit, it becomes something that is your new comfort zone. This is your new thing. You can travel with it. You can do whatever with it. But um, I do want to talk about that is the habit attraction. And let's get into it. I love this space so much. Yeah, I do too. And it's really, it's really important that we remind ourselves that it's not, it's not the end of the world to be reliant upon habits, but we never want them to be so set in stone and rigid that you can't go live your life and it be throwing you off. But having have finding that balance between it, it dictates the way you live your life and having zero regimen at all. So let's talk about the science of psych- the psychology behind building those healthful habits and what we can do to make it simpler. Yeah, so good. And I love this subject. And there, there's a lot of foundational requirement for self-awareness here and and just you know as we try on different ways of maintaining our health and and ideally evolving our health uh, that should be consistent which is great so you know um, expected in many ways as we look at um, incorporating habits and lifestyle change it's so important to identify first the what you'll use as the sense of progress so what you know why are we doing that right the intention for it what are we solving And I love to just zoom out initially and ask, you know, what's not working, right? So what is the thing that we're looking to resolve? And very broadly for health, it's, you know, energy, sleep, um, digestion. Uh, You could look at even like cravings or or mood as a really key thing that you're like, hey, this is telling me, right? My body language is telling me something's not working like it could or like it used to or like, you know, we could put a big shirt on there if we want, right? (laughs) Like it should. That said, then assessing your current habits and lifestyle, if you identify the area, maybe again, you're not eating as well as you know you could, or you have in the past, then identifying, definitely adding in something versus taking something out. Uh, We look at, you know, psychologically, as we remove things, then there's a felt gap. And naturally, as human beings, we love to replace it with something. So what I'd really encourage people to start with is what positive habit do they want to add in? So think in the terms of additive versus subtractive, because um, that does create the gaps. Uh, how can you infuse more things that you love to eat that are good for you? How can you do more activity that you love to do <laughs> um, versus the things that you have to eat or the things that you have to um, uh, do in the gym or something, even if you don't like it? So follow your, and again, mission at Organify, um, centric around experiencing joyful well-being as that just um, magnetic force to have you enjoying your state of well-being rather than 
you know, yeah, I got to diet. I've got to do all this exercise. That mentality is really hard to create change from. Yeah. It like takes you out of that lack mentality into the abundant mindset. Totally. And energetically how important that is as we look at and like on an energetic field, right. (laughs) On an energetic plane, if we look at the, um, kind of resisting what is right. I am overweight or I have a problem with my sleeping. Um, how do I fix this rather? And in contrast, if we said, you know, what does my body need to sleep wonderfully? Right. What is, you know, what, what does my body need to, um, have energy throughout the day and looking at that energetic difference, uh, makes a, a really big impact when we're looking at making change and even creating and discerning the next habits that you want to try on. Um, another uh, tactic here is looking at habit stacking. And if um, any of your audience hasn't read James Clear book, Atomic Habits, check it out. He's got a ton of the We talk about it all the time. We love it. I have literally a quote on my board. It says habits reinforce your desired identity. It's just, it's such a fucking good book. It totally is. And he's got such a great chapter on identity. And that's such a key place where we started around, you know, becoming the person you see possible and anchoring you know, what would my future self do and let me be it now. Right. And that is around habits, lifestyle, making choices in that new mindset. And so he's got a little bit of woo-woo-ness in there, which is so cool, along with a ton of the architecture for habit science, which is so helpful um, and talks about kind of three key things. Um, one is making, uh, making it easy. Right. And so, you know, this can be habit stacking. So, so pairing up a new action with something you already do. I love the example of brushing your teeth. And if you're obviously doing that probably twice a day, most people um, pairing up another habit with it, or if you always have your morning coffee right before that morning coffee, maybe you're doing something such as journaling, meditation, maybe it's for us, we always encourage clients to incorporate green juice then right before that, you know, habit, you're already in that natural mode Um, after dinner you're putting away the dishes or washing dishes or whatever. That's when you put on hot water and maybe have the gold or start your evening routine. So it's a really nice way to Mm -hmm. make it convenient, you know, stack your habits with what you already have naturally. So assess your lifestyle today and think, you know, what does my lifestyle look like? What are the things that I always do naturally? I don't have to think twice about make it easy. Right. Yeah. Even for me this morning, an example for people who they want to stay fit, they want to work out, but maybe they're just exhausted. Or if you're in like a fitness rut, which I'm, in a stage of the month where I'm just taking it easy. So this morning I was doing my whole morning meditation and my woo woo mornings. And I, I thought to myself, I could continue to put down the book and then pick up my phone, or I could go like practice my Spanish while I walk on the treadmill. So I went and did that because it was filling in two things that make me feel really good, even though it wasn't necessarily responding to emails or it wasn't accruing wealth, you know, it wasn't anything that I was, but it did have an end goal of making me feel like I was in a better headspace to be able to turn it on for multiple podcasts today and like beyond for clients. So doing those little things, but I knew I wanted to work out and I knew that I wanted to challenge my mind. How could I do that all in one? It was, that's one small example for anyone out there. So if you're even thinking, look, I don't want to do my intense workout today. What can you do that would almost not bypass the task, but make you feel as though there were other reasons why it would be beneficial for you to get to the gym. So, so that yeah. you can walk, so you can return emails or catch up with an old friend, that kind of Building thing. more meaning into it. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. really, yeah. really powerful and and important to zoom out too and, and get a look at combining important habits with things that maybe you don't enjoy that much too. So you compare them together, right? And like, mm-hmm. that's kind of some of the looking at um, how you can derive reward around habit change as well. And looking at maybe it's accountability with a friend that if you get, you know, 10 straight days of meditation in or yoga in, then you'll go out for lunch together, do something fun together or buy yourself something or do something nice for yourself, right? So partnering up with reward. Um, mm-hmm. and, and many times, you know, people will reward themselves the treat in our, at Organifi, we really focus on the product itself being the treat, which should also help with the habit formation. So, you know, you can, you can find the, the best product in the world if you don't like taking it. And if it's not fitting into your routine easily and you're not seeing the results, right? Any three of those, you're not going to continue. And that's totally logical. I don't blame anybody for that. Right. Totally. So finding totally. products and, or. Um, lifestyle habits that you can enjoy and mm-hmm. you find um, almost, you know, ideally craveable. We used to talk about this, this um, kind of training your taste, right? Uh, taste buds turn over, right? Taste bud cells literally turn over. Uh, and so they change over time. Really importantly, recognizing that as human beings, we have the capacity to support positive change in our taste bud adaptation. And so literally imagining that we can be in a place where we actually crave broccoli. We actually crave, you know, the things that maybe right now seems totally bonkers, but in incorporating those uh, healthier foods consistently, we begin to taste more, um, more accurately the nuances of high quality food that maybe we don't currently because we're washing our taste buds with tons of sugar, tons of processed. And, you know, like all those companies, that's like part of the product development is to trigger areas in the brain that are near impossible naturally. So it's mm-hmm. this addictive cycle. As you break this cycle and as you replace unhealthy foods with healthy foods, we begin to retrain our taste buds. So I just want to put that out there that part of the goal in eating healthier and incorporating superfoods and adaptogens will actually have you begin to want those foods too. Absolutely. We do our best to make them taste good up front though, on purpose. <laughs> to, to <laughs> piggyback on this, but just to say that I think it's important to put a little light at the end of the tunnel for people. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it, it, we are not, people are not special for having a desire to eat vegetables. It is genuinely that it's almost that goes back to that self-awareness that you have to have a little bit in the beginning. We're all being a little bit duped by processed foods. We're all being a little bit hijacked in our mind because it's, it's the tastes go away really quick. It's satisfying. It's made to addict, get you addicted. So it's okay if what they're doing worked for a second, but as long as you have that realization that, Hey, that's not quite normal, let's get back to it. So creating that baseline in your habits throughout your day, I think is so important. And, and you said it best by having that little bit of awareness. We have to know that what can we do to make this easy on ourselves? Let's not fool ourselves. We're always going to take, well, our brain is always going to want to take the path of least resistance. So if that means reaching for your phone immediately or chugging a cup of coffee before water, before your greens, it's going to naturally do that because that's what's quote unquote easy, but it actually ends up making life a little harder. So I think that like by challenging those immediate responses of drinking the coffee first, you know, going for your phone immediately. I think that by challenging those, I'm bleeding somewhere, um, by challenging those uh, immediate responses, it, it will switch on new confidence. It will switch on new 
neural functions that, that will make you make more sound decisions later on in the day. So all in all, even that one little thing that you can change throughout the day is going to be huge. And, and with that, oh, I'm sorry, unless you had another well, as the anchor the the mindset you're speaking to which is so important is the perception of and it, it, I guess it kind of comes back to the energy piece too which is like working with your body but essentially setting yourself up for success so so importantly as you embark on change try on new habits try on new lifestyles you know uh, design really importantly having that perception of how can I stay curious and the intention to stay curious with yourself as you, yes, put your phone away from your bed so that you don't pick it up first thing in the morning uh, or have a you know glass of green juice out in front of your co coffee, right? But look at it kind of like you're just side by side with yourself, right? Trying to decide a or find a way forward that can effectively help you. So set yourself up for success. Give yourself a ton of grace that's as you try new things on, the kind of worst case scenario is that you're very critical and uh, of yourself, right? And that you beat yourself up about things that don't go super smoothly or that you're falling into old routines where the kind of alternative that's an option is taking a step back and saying, oh, this is interesting. I wonder why I'm falling, falling into that routine again or that habit. How mm -hmm. can I set myself up for success right now? Or what are the compounding factors? Am I experiencing way more stress than typical? Am I at a point in my cycle where I typically, you know, crave different things, you know? So it is that self-awareness and grace that you can apply mm -hmm. while trying on change. So, so important totally. to, to mention just mindset wise, right? And that it, it, that's the whole thing behind it. But until we can become the observer, we can't, we can't make those changes. Speaking yeah. of changes, I want to touch ever so briefly on glyphosate. I've talked about it so, so many times in the podcast, how important it is to at least understand what it is, where it comes from and how it can affect us. So Organifi has put on your, you've put it on your labeling. You're proud of it. And it's right there that you are glyphosate tested or glyphosate free. What is the, first of all, what is glyphosate? Second of all, what has Organifi done to, um, to support the reduction of glyphosate consumption. Love it. And this is a spot where I am so excited to see the industry um, rise into the occasion with certifications and clean labeling that focuses really on high impact spots such as glyphosate. And we are currently glyphosate residue free, meaning our end product before it goes to consumers is tested to ensure there is no um, glyphosate in that end product, which is really, really important. Glyphosate to define it, um, it is still relatively new. And so many people are learning what this means. It's essentially a herbicide, originally even patented as an antibiotic. It's the key ingredient in Roundup Ready uh, products. It's the Roundup in general is a um, basically an herbicide used by um, Monsanto. And so originally this product came to market, Monsanto incorporated it into what was sprayed on like all the crops. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, all over the place. It's terrifying if you go to Detox Project. It's a great resource, uh, detoxproject.com. You can look at a lot of resources for where to find out um, kind of, how, unfortunately, how prevalent this is. Uh, they're one of the, the first few organizations certifying products as glyphosate residue free. Why this matters um, to us as humans is because this has been linked as a known carcinogen. Um, the uh, World Health Organization came out with that I think um, a couple of years back, which is scary. And it was really, it has been and continues to be broadly used on crops. It's a, a 
genius way to pre prevent, um, you know, insects and problems with crops. So a great way to maximize crop yield in terms of production. Uh, it's also used the desiccant, so a drying agent, even in some organic crops, which is very scary. Um, this has major disruptive, it's basically like a, an endocrine disruptor, which is a hormone disruptor. I like how I said that, a hormone, <laughs> a hormone disruptor in the human body. Uh, it has, you know, major detrimental effects to bee populations, all kinds of animal populations. But the scary thing is we are, you know, and there's a lot of um, publicity around the lawsuits that have been um, already happening and successfully um, orchestrated against Monsanto for glyphosate. The reality is it's in a ton of our food. It's in the in entire environment, like literally it rains glyphosate, which is terrifying. Um, so it's a highly prevalent chemical and it has widely disruptive uh, effects to the body. And so this can be, again, hormone, <laughs> hormone disruption, digestion disrupted, digestion disruption. Um, and so really importantly, we wanted to go above and beyond organic and test specifically for glyphosate. Um, and at Organifi, we're committed to maintaining um, quality standards that have teeth in them, you know, and so both with USA Organic and glyphosate residue free, those cascade into um, really the growing practices for all those crops, all the ingredients that go into our products are organic certified and they are grown with certain quality standards. Of course, no pesticides, no herbicides used, but then specifically with glyphosate too, that translates all the way even into um, soil health. And as we look at just a, just a scary food system concern today is with the prevalence of monocrops, right? Growing the same, the same crop, whether it be corn or maybe it's, um, you know, soybeans, the same crop year after year and mass scale on soil, it strips the soil of the essential vitamins and minerals that are required even for that same crop um, where in previous history, you know, before 1950s, there was a lot more rotational uh, crops. And in growing food, it's commonly known that if you don't rotate crops, you don't infuse the same nutrients and minerals into the soil. So that strips the soil over time. For instance, mm -hmm. whether it was beans or corn or different, different crops support different nitrogen levels and phosphorus levels in the soil, those are all required for the same nutrient profile in food today. And as you plant something, it actually takes that nutrients from the soil in a really good way. It uh, distributes them in other ways. If we grow the same thing year after year, we never actually regenerate the soil. So many of us, I'm sure I've been hearing that concern with soil health. The food today isn't the food it used to be. That's part of the reason why. Yeah. And so whether it's USDA organic or glyphosate residue free, it's really focused on the growing practices that support not you know, growing monocultures, growing rotational food, really um, testing for soil health and mineral and vitamin capacity. If we don't do this, our food will continue to be devoid of nutrients and minerals. And we have, you know, really high calorie diets right now. People are, are unfortunately eating a lot of food with no nutrients in it. So we are actually nutrient starved, which is not so. Overfed, undernourished completely. Totally. Yeah, and it shows up. It shows up with our energy levels, with our uh, mental focus, right? Our ability to even um, handle one task at a time. We're um, wildly distracted and unable to maybe stay energized throughout the day, sleep well, digest well, all that cascades from what we put in our body. Cascades. I love that word. I'm going to have to write that on my word board. What, um, <laughs> literally word board. Um, so I love, it. <laughs> I love words. 
I want to hear a little about your personal lifestyle. I know we touched on this earlier and I have done my own research. I know that you're super active and I can tell just by like your fitness gear and that you, you live in San Diego nobody in San Diego yeah. doesn't just love the sun, paddle boarding, biking, hiking, all this good stuff. I'd like to hear about your day-to-day. What are some of your uh, physical, nutritional, spiritual practices that you implement into your day-to-day and for your morning routine and your night routine? And uh, what are some of your favorites and what are your more uh, flexible? Oh, I love routines. that. Okay. Loaded question. Lots in there. I'm going to break out first um, with morning and evening routines, and then I'll get into fitness and, and whatnot. So um, I think really helpful for me personally is my husband. <laughs> so both of us are in the health and fitness industry um, uh, and have this consistent question of in our lifestyle, how could it be better? Right. So we're always looking at the things we love. How can we do them more often? The things what that does make he us do? happy. <laughs> He's a, a nutrition a coach and a personal trainer. So it, it's always a fun conversation at our house. <laughs> um, and so for the last 10 years, we've really focused on basically lifestyle design together. And it's um, whether it was our weekend that we're always looking at, hey, we love doing this with friends. Right. How do we do more of it? Um, and I always believe that's built on and has been able to be kind of possible by building a really solid foundation for our morning and evening routines. It creates space for us to connect uh, and to kind of wake up together and wind down together, even as we're both very busy. And so our morning routine has remained relatively consistent and so has our evening. So I'll start there. And in the morning, um, really importantly, we're getting space and time together as busy adults. I think that whether it's connection with your family, again, if you're not in a relationship, but having some connection with people you care about is I think wildly important, just being human beings. And so maybe it's Marco Poloing or FaceTiming with your family in the morning. For Stephen and I, it's time together. So we are waking up, uh, we are doing breakfast every single morning. So without, without, um, Without change, no matter what time our day starts, if he has early sessions, we both get up earlier. So I just love having that anchor together. Uh, and uh, we're taking the dog out for a walk in the morning. Um, we do miso soup before our coffee. And that is a kind of hydrating, remineralizing habit that we love. It's kind of odd. And people are like, why are you doing that? But uh, it's a great way to just uh, hydrate the body and get minerals in before we have, we love coffee. My husband literally roasts our, our own coffee here. So like, it's a big deal for us and we don't want to, you know, do less coffee. So then we just buffer the fact that we love coffee. <laughs> you guys, I have to pause you on two things. Okay. I have miso here. It's like organic miso that I love to cook with. Am I making my own miso soup? What is what are we doing here in the morning? How are we incorporating Wait. this? We normally get the um, the paste, so we just get it from Trader Joe's and what. And there's so many great. Um, there's actually some really good resources for great miso, whether it's a zuki bean or mm-hmm. basically soy alternative, right? Um, really, really good. Sorry for the the, the tofu soy alternatives as well. So sprouted tofu and whatnot. But for the miso, we normally do a paste, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll mix a couple different ones. We don't make our own though. I, I have had many people say, "Do you make your own?" And I know it's prevalent. Have you tried making your own? Absolutely not. No, I haven't even, no, (laughs) but I I love it. And I know that it has so many nutritional benefits. I do my, um, I do pink salt in my water every single morning. So that's kind of my miso soup, but I I had to ask about that. So are you drinking it out of a cup? Is it salty? What's the process? It's straight up a bowl. We did mugs for a little while. Uh, 
And now we have like full blown miso bowls with the miso spoon. It's like just a nice ritual in the morning that um, really importantly for our, especially my adrenals, I, I, I get a little bit more high strung on coffee. And so, and I love coffee. And so to support my adrenals, we get the kind of uh, pink Himalayan sea salt in there. We get some of the just nutrients and a little bit of calories in the morning before coffee. And so that really helps support the adrenals then receiving the benefit of caffeine upon waking. And so as Steven's making our pour over coffee, typically, then I'm starting breakfast. We do huge breakfast, big, uh, big amount of vegetables and eggs in the morning. And we are definitely um, plant centric, plant focused, and we do include animal based protein here and there. So in the morning, it's great to have veggies and eggs. I don't typically have vegetables in the afternoon. Many people will have a salad then. Perfect. My morning is way easier for me to get a big serving of veggies and my dinner as well. So I like to focus on those two big meals, fresh, fresh seasonal vegetables. What's uh, your lunch like? Ginger. My lunch is like really silly. I, I never highlight it. because it's not exciting. I've never been a lunch person. But, but, I, but I like that. We need to know because some people are like, I'm not a lunch person, but how do you still eat healthy? Well, my lunch or- really looks like an organified shake. So I'll do like a protein, just like literally a shaker bottle. I'm like not excited about lunch. I'm just moving along my day. Um, Got it. So I'm going to do that. Occasionally though, when we make, uh, we make organified pancakes. And so then I'll put some almond butter and jam on those. If I was working out earlier in the morning, playing pickleball, you name it, I'll typically do a bigger lunch. And so I'll do a protein shake and then like um, either a, a organified waffle or a pancake. Babe, we're getting a waffle maker. You are. You are. I'm going to send you the one we have. It's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> so that's my awesome. like less than cool lunch. I mean, it's just, it's not that exciting compared to the other ones, but, um, so yeah, morning time. Uh, and then typically I'll, I'll kind of set my, my day. I love getting outside in the morning, uh, exposure to morning light, depending on what time our wake up time was, whether it's before or after breakfast kind of routine, but we have a rooftop deck and I'm very grateful for that. And so we'll go out and kind of look over the bay for, um, sunrise and that, you know, Dr. Haruman recommendation for supporting circadian rhythms. I really like to get morning and evening sunlight exposure. Mm. That's a walk. Perfect. Get out there and stare at the sunrise. Um, and, uh, and then we normally kick off our days. So that's just like our nice anchor together. We normally literally sit down, eat breakfast, almost more, more focused than our dinner sometimes, but, uh, just love that. Always asking, what are you looking forward to today? And so it's just that nice tuning of where we can also anticipate um, each other's focus is going to be for the day. And then I really get into like my work day, which is like my top three for the day and that whole thing. Uh, and kicking off with Organifi, our 9am call. <clears throat> so I now have this nice every morning, morning. every morning. Every morning. You have a, love that. I stand up. Yeah. A little bit of like EOS or traction that we've carried over the seven years that Organifi has been around and even in fit life days. So 10 years have been doing that kind of stuff. It's a nice rhythm to kick off with. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. And then the nighttime, hello, you can't skip out on the nighttime. <laughs> and then uh, and in the morning, my favorite mornings are typically stretching and uh, some form of meditation or reading. So I love to support my mental state and my physical state. So just note, whether it's the infrared sauna or again, a little workout or stretch, those two what, things in the morning. What kind of infrared sauna do you have? We just got the higher dose bag. We oh, love I love it. that. So over the years, always enjoyed um, Sunlighten. Those are my favorite ones. Right now, we just have like a designs for health one, which is great. I have it right in here. I'll show you. 
I'm like, oh, okay. You've got the, you've got the full box happening. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's definitely a box for sure. No, it's great. Uh, no, it's, for anyone who's, who's not watching on YouTube or not watch or listening, it's this big, beautiful infrared sauna. So you can step in, sit down. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. It's a one person sauna, but we often put two people in there. So <laughs> it's a, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's great. Um, but in the evening, so typically what's been so helpful for me, especially, and for those of you who work from home, this has been even more relevant the last two years for me, since we actually had a, an office at Organifi and now it's just fully immersed in the work from home. Um, what's so important is having a defined end for the day. And so even before I'd have cascading work that could creep into our evening, but Stephen and I, no matter what, my husband, um, would have basically like a six o'clock end of the day time. And we flex that to five and also up to seven occasionally, but we're always in that communication of why is that the end of the day, right? If it's longer, we're proactively communicating, hey, I've got to wrap something up. It'll take me an extra half an hour but it really helps to end of the day. It helps me wrap up my, what could be endless work. And I'm sure for so many people that can feel that way, work has expanded into kind of everything. And not to say work is bad, but just to really focus on creating positive boundaries. So importantly. <laughs> and that so we have a- so healthy. Oh my God, it's amazing. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I think that it's, it's again, we're not reinventing the wheel here. You're just no, not at all. really good at communicating. <laughs> Well, and, and I, I think it's like, um, it's so important when we don't do that, then it feels like work's more important than our relationship. And that can be whether you're dating someone or again, even your family, right? And even personally, right? Your relationship with yourself, if you're working into the evening every night and or just without boundaries, it can be really challenging to maintain your sanity <laughs> and to find those, what is dinner time for me, right? What is my evening routine time? So it is predefined for us uh, on purpose. And I always think like we get super creative and have tons of fun in designing our lifestyle because we have these cornerstone um, habits, I guess, these cornerstone rituals. Mm -hmm. And so end of day defined. Um, normally when a student comes home, we're feeding the pets. They also have a defined dinner time and breakfast time with a dog and a cat. You saw that dog going backwards. In <laughs> um, I love him. <laughs> our Jack Russell Terrier, Dozer but um feed the animals and then take our dog out for a walk right after and we always do an evening walk and it's just a quick recap in our day mm. you know how'd your, how'd your day go we walk through our day together it normally is a really nice way to recalibrate to know how we're doing because our state of our state of uh, well-being will definitely be expressed in that our state of stress you know whatever is going on uh, and so just a nice reconnection when and if we have dinner plans or you know we have an evening activity it's we notice that we miss that connection time and just that like reconnect. So whether we're in the car, driving to dinner to meet friends, we'll try to have that connect because it does make a huge difference for us just to stay on the same page. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously a lot of this is focused on our relationship, but that's such a key part of my mental well-being and my state of wellness. Um, just well, it's the it's environment that, that you're living in too. It's, it's, yeah. it's now everywhere. It's everything in the home. So keeping that on the same page level stable is so good for mental health and stress and and supporting any structures that you guys have built to support yeah. your health. I think it's beautiful. Um, Thank you. Well, well done. Truly. Thank you. Well, well done with the morning routine and the night routines. Typically we don't hear about relationships and we don't hear about how people are connecting deeply at the end of the day, because often, you know, we're working so physically close together that we're connecting all day long, but are we? you know, yeah. we're not, we're not really well, the quality of connection, right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm definitely a, a 
that's my love language is quality time for sure. But I truly appreciate all of this. So I really want to let people know a couple of things. First of all, if someone has not tried Organifi and they're crazy, so now's the time. Um, of course, use use the code HTH for 20% off at checkout. But um, what two products should they start out with? Ooh, green and mm-hmm. gold. That's my favorite. Uh, basically like rise and rest stack. Uh, love that combination. And then those paired are such a great way to even out energy um, greens definitely targeted for supporting stress and just overarching balance and then gold for really, uh, supporting rest and unwinding as that evening routine. So after dinner, have some hot water, make it a, a superfood adaptogenic tea, um, such a great way to wind down. It's so good. And then where can people find you? Where can people find Organifi, uh, so that they can follow and support? I will love that. Uh, basically Instagram or more, probably more actively LinkedIn, always just DM me very happy to answer questions. Um, so appreciate your audience. And so they can always find me on social and then, uh, for Organifi, it's just Organifi.com. And then our social, we have a great team and they are highly interactive on DM. So just message them if you've got any questions, uh, and would love to uh, say hello and, um, support uh, any questions there. Genuinely, I feel like I'm friends with this whole team. I, I I thought about it the other day. I thought if I go back to a corporate job ever, I wonder if they would hire me. I would. We would. We would. Not, well, thank you. But I thought about it. I was like, I know so many people that would just kill it at this place because they're so positive and, but not phony. It's just so supportive. Oh, it's so nice. Wow. Thank you, well, Eliza. Well, thank you so much, May, for your time. And I can't wait for everyone to hear this episode. And we will have to have you on again for more relationship advice. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I didn't know it'd go that way. I'd be happy to see that. It's a fun conversation and love uh, all of that human psychology, all that jazz. So let's do it. I so love the time together. Thank you again. Your message so important, what you're doing in the world. Thank you for letting me be a part of it today. And so grateful for our partnership as well. Um, really excited about the impact we are creating. Yes, as am I. All right, well, we will talk to you soon then. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. If you haven't already, make sure you head to uh, Instagram and leave a comment of your favorite part of this episode specifically on my most recent photo. It will have a picture of May and the caption will be all about this episode. If you leave a comment and extra points, if you share the episode to your Instagram story, You will be entered in to win a giant tub of the organic Organifi protein powder and some of the green travel packs. And I might even be sending out some Hunter Than Health swag. So if you want to be entered in to win that, all you need to go do is head to my most recent Instagram post on Hotter Than Health podcast Instagram and leave your favorite part of this episode on my most recent post. And we'll be picking a winner ASAP. So don't forget to enter in for some cool goodies. I might even throw some other stuff in there. So if you haven't already, like, subscribe, share, head to iTunes, read us five stars, leave us a review. It means the absolute world is the best way for us to grow the podcast. And I will talk to you all next week.